Much like the Mighty Ducks, I'm just going to be winging it. Quack, quack. Our show notes. Look at that. <laughs> Thank you for the applause. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still on like a 57-week streak of not opening the show notes before the show or during the show or after the show. I'm used to there actually like being Robin show notes, Hoover, but, but being no actual show notes in them. Just being like... It just says... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like the... Yeah, it's just empty. But. So if you just keep adding to the show notes every week, but like don't have like episode by episode, subject by subject per week, so it just becomes unintelligible. You know, you gotta scroll <laughs> ages to see the next subject. Yeah, it was actually pretty empty. I uh, I took some time and watched the Bungie stream before tonight, so that's that's why I added notes. Oh, cool! Shit, rip! I didn't. I enjoyed it. So I heard what shit. happened. I heard the Almighty blew up well let's hey let's ben let's get into your into your shit and then we'll get into video games i heard that a bunch of racists were in the twitch chat mad because of the george floyd thing that they did at the beginning of the stream yeah we'll talk about all of it racist in twitch chat come on now i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, i heard dude. everything uh, surprise surprise okay so ben yeah why are we so here? Just, You're just fucking yeah. Just, I'm I'm putting all this in because it's great. So we'll just we'll just keep rolling. <laughs> fucking podcast gold. We're here uh, to talk about parting the sea between brightness and me. By and I feel like I have to set a precedent here. By Touche Amor or Amore, I still don't know. I'm gonna leave it ambiguous. So you guys have to try and deal with that too. I mean, um, I'm going to say Amore because they both have the little accent over the E. All right. Yeah. Chuck, thank you for setting me straight. I appreciate it. Um, I, still probably wrong. A, hold on. Hold on. I know saying, Rob. I know Rob knows and he's just being quiet. Does he know? I mean, I also, when I'm saying it out loud or saying it in my head, it's either Amore or Amore. So I. So, oh, Chuck uh, is taken. All right. I would probably go Amore, but. I had Touchy Amore in my head, but. <laughs> touchy Amore. <laughs> Touch me some more. Um, that's what we're. That's the band. Now, um, this this album is the second, their second album. It was released June 7th, 2011. And. Again, according to Wikipedia, they are a post-hardcore, melodic, hardcore, screamo band. And the entire album is only 20 minutes. Released on Deathwish Records, which is Jeremy Baum, the singer's record label. And they have a bunch of really cool bands on that record label. So, we're going to talk about it. Track by track, minute by minute. By the way, the longest song on this record is 2 minutes and 20 seconds. (laughs) It is yeah. the only. It is the only song over two minutes. Wow, that's crazy. 
Um, actually one of my favorite songs too on the album. Can you can you tell me the the style of music that this is again? Because that was an amazing list of of genreness. Post hardcore, melodic hardcore, and screamo. Post post melodic screamo hardcore. Mm. Can we just combine I mean, it? No, that's against the rules, Fluffy. Fuck. I would say post hardcore melodic screamo would be the probably there. Way see, if you're going to create one genre, because <clears throat> it's not post melodic. It's clearly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's clearly in the thick of melodic hardcore. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> not post at all. Okay, melodic it's, hardcore. The screamo is arguably, you know, the most questionable in here. Yes. No. Wait, did we listen to the wrong album? Purely because of the time period, screamo just as a thing as that people said died out long before this. So that's the only reason I was like, yeah, people in in the in that scene stopped using that word a long time ago. So I don't know Wikipedia. I'm gonna go and make a declaration for all future episodes as well, that the genre shall be dictated by Wikipedia. Okay. There is no fighting Wikipedia, but mm. what, it, what it is is what it is. And I'm taking the screamo bullet on this one. I, uh, I mean, we could, we could just rehash the heated debate Zan and I had about, uh, genres of music. <laughs> oh God, please don't. I thought that was going to end your guys' friendship. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> this is where you just have to insert that fucking intro you guys did. Oh, God, I forgot that you guys did that. Oh. <laughs> Cut that clip, insert here. And we're back. Thank you for doing that, Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have that anymore. I'm not going to go rip it. Uh, fun fact, I, d- I only keep a few episodes on hand. The rest just get purged from the computer. <laughs> you can't keep all that data. That's for the listeners to do. Okay? I you mean, guys, you know, we you pay, can document it. We pay Podbeam for a reason, right? Podbean. Yeah. It's, it's Podbean, right? Or is it Podbeam? I don't really it's fucking bean. know. Is it Bean, bean with an N? Yeah, okay. This guy has a podcast, everyone. <laughs> it is Bean. One episodes? I mean, we, we go there every we, week. We pay them literal money, and I don't know the name of them. <laughs> well, they, I guess they, they, well, they haven't been cashing the uh, checks. Pod Bean. <laughs> okay. Fluffy, just do you get all those emails from Podbean being like, do you want to monetize your yes. podcast? Yes. Like, no. <laughs> Shut up and get out of here. I just, I just delete them. I just constantly uh, delete them. Do you want to come to our <laughs> webinar about monetizing your podcast? Learn how to no. monetize your podcast. Yeah, I don't want to try to monetize, monetize a podcast. podcast. I, Yo, get, you, get that Joe Rogan money, man. Come on, dude. It's safe for taking. I don't want to monetize my podcast because I don't want the rude awakening when the check for 34 cents comes in after the year is over. Uh, can, can you monetize other people's podcasts? I'll <laughs> all your podcasts. Uh, that'd be great. I think, I'll be, I think I'll be too. $4.50 a year. I know that's $4.50. I think too, if we monetize the podcast, then we, we get into tricky territory with doing music albums. Hey. You know, because then there's like a conflict of interest and we're actually making money off of this versus just losing money on it. And I think if we're just mm. losing money on it, it's a much better scenario for us. You're allowed to lose money on it if um, that money is paid back by your listeners. It's still, you're still good. You know what I mean? Them donations. Yeah. 
Thanks to all the bads listeners. We appreciate you for paying our hosting fees. <laughs> and the bands that we buy the albums of appreciate your money. Um, this is a, a cool band. I picked this album because I was like just waffling around on a bunch of different things. I was like, oh, should I give them something like this? Or maybe something like this? You know, like a like a sommelier, okay? I'm running around in my wine cellar of music trying to pick all these fancy things. And I was like... F it. This is the kind of stuff that I listen to a lot. It's just, I like fast and I like yelling. So um, this album, I think overall, a lot of the, uh, it's a little um, too self-serious on like how grim stuff is. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, But I kind of put myself back in the shoes of where I was before I got married, when I was like playing shows all the time and just partying too much and just there was a lot of bad time during that period of my life. And when I kind of put myself back in those shoes, I was like, that's why this album hits hits so well for me, because it was something that I was going through. Although even at the time, I was kind of like, a little, this is a little much, but I really like it. Shall we uh, start at the top, or are people giving their opinions? I don't know. What's the deal? Uh, we can either do impressions at the beginning, or go through the thing and do impressions at the end. What's, uh, what's your guys' first impa- impressions of it? I'm curious. Uh, so, I really, really had a hard time getting through it the first time. Mostly because I'm just not a big uh, scream singer type fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So it took probably four or five listens. Uh, the best decision you made was picking a 20-minute album because then I had no excuse to not listen to it because it's yeah. like I can make it through 20 minutes uh, over and over again and not worry about it. Uh, so I would say it probably took me three or four days to get through the album two or three times the first. And now today I've listened to it like 10 times during the course of the day. Uh and the stuff that bothered me bothers me less now. And the stuff that I like, I like a lot more. So it was it was a challenge to get into it. But uh, once I got past the stuff that was holding me back, I, I did find that I liked it quite a bit. I appreciate that. Um, I when the first song starts, um, I was like, fuck, yes. And then he started singing, and you were like, no. And then he started singing, and I was like, god damn it. And then, but the first song, like, like the first song, I'm just like, you know what? Like, this is just the first song, and I really, really like where the instrument, like, the instruments are going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, the first, the first listen through, I was just, it isn't my thing, so it was, it's, it was harder for me to get into. Um, but the more I listened to it, the easier it was. And it's so funny, dude, because today has just been a fucking shit show, like an absolute shit show. And, uh, and on top of just a fucked up week. And after I got out of the shower tonight and I had to go down and shampoo the paint out of the carpet, um, I put this on and listened to it twice, like while I was doing that. And 
and maybe it's just because I was so fucking numb from everything else that happened today. But I was just like, I totally allowed me to like listen, like actually listen to it and um and and listen to it for what it was. And so it's funny how how albums can change like that. Like even if they aren't your thing, like how you approach them can change after a few listens to the actual album. So and and like Admiral Nips was saying, um, with it only being twenty minutes, like. Dude, what, you totally have 20 minutes to listen to it. Like, not a problem. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fast fast songs. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, your mood can really affect, like, you're feeling a little bit angsty. This is going to be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, the, the music's great. Like, the band is amazing. Um, yes. And, and the music is, it's not like... It's not like like well, you know most punk is pretty simple and straightforward, and this is fairly complicated. There's a lot of like timing changes. It's more like metal in that sense, I guess, where they they'll break into these different timing changes and put stuff together all within like a short period of time. Um, and but the yeah man, the vocals like the first couple of songs I was like kind of down with it, but it it it's for as like much as the music is different, and unique, and changes throughout the songs in the album, like the vocals stay like the same. Yeah, like that was one. It, it just was so after like. 15 minutes you're like ah, oh, i can't <laughs> like it was just too much of this like there's very little um it had the same i don't know intonation throughout the whole thing yeah it doesn't go and a it, lot of different places yeah and that was one thing that 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 i just couldn't if like i don't want to be mean but i felt like it was like watching a really cool movie and like the whole time someone is in front of me talking like i just want to watch this movie can you shut up <laughs> but um so that was, I just couldn't, I couldn't get past. I mean, it, like, I like it, but I, I think, like, listening to the whole thing, it was just a kind of, it was just the lyrics, or not the lyrics, the, um, it wasn't the lyrics, lyrics are fine. It was just the, the, the screaming vocals. After a while, I was just like, kind of got to me. But there were oh, some no, cool parts I, there. I, I get that. Like, I think the lyrics are the thing that, that holds me in on the, on this album. The lyrics didn't bother me. And, like, the songs, like, the song, like, it wasn't, it was just the, um, it was just that it was the same. It was very flat, the, the singing, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. A lot of times, too, when people take that approach, they, they change up how they're doing, like, the, like, that style of screaming, you know? Like, I know, I know this probably won't be a popular opinion, but, like, an example that comes to mind, like, uh, like, different parts of AFI back in the day. Maybe not, not, not so much the newer stuff, but, like, their older stuff. Like yeah. how he would change singing versus screaming, you know, versus just how he approached each song. Um, and I was hoping for a little bit more of that that here. But um, yeah, I, I guess just to like echo what Cliff was saying. Well, I think that it's kind of that's that's funny. There's some lyrics. I mean, we'll get to it eventually that he kind of is like, don't look up to me because I'm not really good at this. Hmm. And I was like respect for being like i'm not some role model like awesome poet like you know musician it i'm just some guy and i'm just doing whatever yeah so yeah yeah i'm I'm with cliff on this as far as like my role impressions of the album like that i really like the instruments like it was really well recorded really well done overall it, but i couldn't get past the vocals man like it just didn't do anything for me and it felt like it just kind of trampled all over like what they were doing otherwise musically i mean it just i i guess i just i couldn't get past it you know like i always try to even even if these albums aren't my cup of tea musically i'll always try to like find like redeeming redeeming qualities 
which I did find in terms of like the recording and the arrangement of everything and how like well done it was musically. But I mean, but then the guy just comes and he, and then I don't know, I've never been into that type of like vocal style. I don't know. I I guess it just didn't seem like, it didn't seem like it takes anything to do that. You know what I mean? Like if there wasn't like a, I guess, I don't, I don't see the skill in it, I guess. Like, like what separates this guy screaming from the next guy screaming? You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't seem like there's any differentiation between the two because, I mean, like, a lot of people, it would be, like, the tone of their voice or how they deliver the the actual lyrics or their lyrics themselves, but, like, none of that did anything for me. So um, it was just basically just trying... The whole time I'm listening, I'm trying to listen past it. So, like, if I, like I was saying, if I, if I actually went as far as to look for an instrumental version of the album to see if I could like because <laughs> like if I'm not going to take anything like from these lyrics if I could find another another way to look past it like, actually but I, I couldn't find that and uh, I don't know it's just not, it wasn't my cup of tea overall but otherwise I thought like top to bottom like musically it was good dude if if this band put out this album without him singing on it I would hands down have it in rotation of shit that I would listen to. Like, I think the band, like the rest of the band is absolutely amazing. Like, I, I absolutely love everything going on in every single song if he was not singing over it. Yep, I get it. It's a pretty niche band. Um, Surprisingly, though, this is one of like in the circles I run run in. This is like one of the real big bands, like extremely popular. Like you know, when you go to shows and you can't hear the lyrics because people are just shouting the lyrics back the entire time, is oh. one of those. Yeah. So like, it, it's interesting. I just I think it's an interesting point of view because that's one of the reasons I picked it too. I was like, this is pretty like you got to go far, a little far down the rabbit hole of this genre to find it. But, yeah. Dude, the, the, like, I mean, we'll get into it, right? But, like, some of the, dude, some of the instruments and some of these tracks, like, and the way that just the the music, like, itself is, fuck, man. It's good. We don't have to go in order, but, like, one of the lines that I really liked was the, um, let me pull up the lyrics so I don't mess it up. Is it art official? No, sorry. This is um, this is how this works for me. Damn it, guys! I I can't find notes, and it it got all messed up. This one, um, where he says, "And for my final trick, I'll make everyone who loves me disappear, but I won't know how to bring them back." I love when he goes, "But I won't know how," and the music just like chills out, and you get that cool drum like doing like the ghost note thing on the drums during that. Oh my God.
song is that one from? This is from The Great Repetition. So it's okay. like the bridge to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, going into the bridge. And I, I always thought that that was like a really cool line because, again, like where I was at in my life, making a lot of self-destructive decisions and burning a lot of bridges with people over basically nothing. And I've felt that way before where you're like, I've fucked up all my relationships and no one likes me anymore because I'm a dick. So that's that I think is one of like my favorite lines of that entire album. Yeah, that I actually dude, every single time I listen to it, that line stuck out for sure. Mm-hmm. I think and the he, reason he, it sticks out is because of, I don't know, the way the music for me, at, at least it's like it's memorable how it drops out and just has the the drum there too. Like, yeah, it, it's the, the combination of the that music line. and it like it hammers home the line into your brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that and then the um, the whole alone. I'll stand on this stage. No one to care. Myself to blame. An act with no conclusion. That's me up there. That's me. Repetition. I kind of took that as like when people are like looking to you for answers, but like you just you have nothing. And I feel like especially now, like being a father and husband and stuff like I get that a lot more where it's kind of like, what are we going to do here? I'm like, I don't fucking know. But the weight that uh, you bear as a father and whatnot, right? Yeah. Um. Then also, this is, I think this was one of the ones, along with the first song where it has, then they slow it down a lot in the middle. And they yeah. Count. Like they're real loud, right? Real fast and, and good. Then they kind of slow it down, get quiet, and then bring it back. Which, you know, again, these songs are two minutes. They're not long. Like, you know, you get that in like a five minute long, whatever, All My Brothers song or something. But um, <clears throat> these are fairly short songs. So it's kind of impressive that they're able to fit all this in and have it flow so well uh, musically. So it goes through it and then kind of ends. And then it, and this one, I think um, towards the end, they kind of slow it down and then bring it back, um, which is kind of cool. I don't know. It's kind of a nice, um, they do a good job of that. I guess with their volume and their uh, speed. I apologize, yeah. everyone. I think my internet just died and came back. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was sort of like a weird situation there. It was it was yeah. weird though because it cut out as Cliff was saying something, and then it came back as he was saying something similar. So I don't know if there was a glitch in the matrix or. Um, no, I basically say the same things all the time, so it's not surprising. It, no, it worked. It worked. Thank you. Right. Uh, I like I like the first song. I think the first song is is maybe my favorite song on the album. What's that song called? <laughs> there is Dash. Tilda. It's called Tilda. Yeah, Tilda. Oh, Tilda. Is that Tilda. what that symbol is called? Tilda. Tilda. Yeah. Tilda. Tilda Swinton. I think. So, yeah. But that one's label. cool. That I feel like the first song really like kicks the record off like really yeah. well. Um, yeah. That the slow guitar. Man, I play that so many times when I pick up my guitar because it's it's just a chord that I play all the time and and some other stuff. But I like will hit that chord and I'm like, oh, that's the beginning of this album, and then I have to play like the rest of the riff of the beginning.
I think my favorite line on this is the uh, if actions speak louder than words, I'm the most deafening noisy purred. And like a lot of I feel like there's a lot of this on this record where they're like guilty pleasure lyrics where I'm like, bro, that just sounds cool. But I don't know that that means anything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that line ends up with obviously ringing in your ears that will stick around for years. So like, I guess you could kind of pull the like the people that haunt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Nonverbal confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, kicks, it kicks this album off really well. Um, it feels like the, uh, for me, that like that opening guitar sort of reminded me of the opening guitar of, uh, shook me all night long by ACDC. Like that, that beginning, Oh, that's like ding, 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 just like that strumming at the beginning. Like yeah, but the real slow, like oh, okay. and it like it builds into it. Uh, so I mean, it's not the same, obviously, but it was like the first listen. I'm like, huh, this sounds familiar, and then all of a sudden, it like it picks up and the the singing starts, and it's just like, oh no, never mind. This is not the same. Uh, abort, abort expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just noticed, like, looking at the lyrics again, the first line, I'm parting the sea between brightness and me before I drown myself and everyone and everything. And I think it, like, wraps the album really well because I don't know if you guys got this. Like, I mean, if you want to just skip to the end to kind of get the gist of this, the very last song. <laughs> Steve's cat is killing me. That is, yeah. a, that is a cat in the background and not a child crying for help. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, shut no, up. No, it's okay. it's okay. It's funny. It's okay. We just didn't want to get in trouble. Social services. Yeah. Um, now they all think it's a cat. <laughs> and so, this week playing the role of Dexter is Lou the cat. The, um... I feel like this album, like, has this kind of vibe of, like, I need to get better before something like my life goes to total shit for, for good kind of deal. So I, this goddamn cat is killing me. It's like the most like serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, Mike, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need a second. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, man. It's, that's very inconvenient for you actually saying something intelligent. I'm texting Steve. I'm talking I don't. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> Usually, the cat doesn't do that when he's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. Um, believe it or not, listeners, that cat is in a different room. <laughs> <laughs> that cat is not even in this room. Oh, that changes everything. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like under the desk or something. <laughs> no, that cat is so like not even close to me. It's on the other side of a door. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, alright, so. Guys, talk amongst yourselves for a minute. It's okay, Fluffy won't fix it in post. <laughs> no, no, he won't. <laughs> no. Oh, my face hurts just from the cat already. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a pussy joke. Damn it. <laughs> Can't think of one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah. Uh. <sighs> Well, yeah, this so is... this, so um, 
I was reading about this band because I was kind of curious. Um, so a couple. So it's funny too. I, so we listened to the album. I was just kind of thrown in. So yeah. we listened to the album, and um, you know, there's like the, the distinct vocal, right? Very distinct, right? Um, and I was like, with and with the music, it it was kind of an odd combination. Like I just. Um, <laughs> sorry uh it was it's, it was an odd juxtaposition like i because i like um like the vocals kind of remind me of some, like the old 80 like bad brains style stuff where like they're just really thrashing around and screaming real loud and, and just real bang anyway um and so i actually listened to some of their other albums and i was like i was like i was curious if like was this like a like a um experimental thing where they're like we're gonna like mix this like melodic music with this vocals uh, and it's not actually all his albums no, he sounds they're, like they're, all, they're all that yeah i listen to a bunch of other ones i'm like oh my god this is exact this 10 years later it's the same exact thing i did um, like listen to one of their more recent songs called like halloween something and that one i was like this sounds like a blink 182 song like straight up but with his vocals on it hmm. yeah <laughs> well the vocal that's what i meant i was just trying to see if like this one album they did something different um but they didn't uh no Anyway, now was what I was saying though is I was reading it back, so I was kind of curious about the band. And I guess so. This album was inspired by they, so they tour a lot, and I think is was that like what was kind of because it seems kind of angsty, right? I mean, yeah, and there's a lot of like road references in it too. Yeah, because I was, I was reading, and that was I guess one of the things that was kind of driving them crazy at the time was they were just like always on the road and touring, and um, I guess it was causing a lot of issues or something like that. And so that's where a lot of these songs came from. From what I understand, you know, from what I read, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah, it's kind of like the default. If you're not going to write about girls, you're going to write about how much being in a band sucks. That's kind of like all you get, which was like another reason why I picked this album, because I was like, I refuse to pick an album that's about just girls because I hate that. It's one of my pet peeves in music. I think it is a waste of time to only write songs about that. And it's honestly usually a waste of your platform. Yeah. Are you talking this, about like love loss type of shit? Love loss. Like I yeah, love songs actually are, you know, dying breed. Be like nobody writes love songs anymore. They're all break up and hate my ex songs. Especially like especially in this kind of genre of music, like it's always just like, I'm so fucked up over what happened. And uh a lot of times I'm like, this music is great, but like I just don't care for the what they're talking about at all. But I've honestly, I'm not a big lyrics person in the first place. I'm mostly like, to me, vocals are just another sound that's coming through. And I have a hard time discerning what people are saying when they're singing, especially with screaming. But I feel like this band surprisingly is not hard to understand what they're saying when he's screaming versus like any metal band. You're like, like, like a lot of times with with some of these bands, yeah, the um, the vocals are yeah they are another instrument. It doesn't really matter so much what they're saying. Yeah, like the misfits when we did whatever we did last time. A lot of, that's a lot how it is kind of for me. Like I kind of don't really care so much what he's singing. It just sounds kind of cool, um, and it doesn't really mean anything. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is funny with his screaming style. <laughs> you can make out what he's saying. That is kind of unique. One hundred percent. It's like a throaty scream. It's weird. Yeah, it's like always sounds desperate, um, which I think works for, you know, the theme of being like, I'm at the end of my rope with this. But 
I think what I was going to going to say was with the beginning and the end of this, I think it kind of like wraps as this whole like I'm trying to get better because that first line of like parting the sea be- between brightness and me, like I'm going to get in there. That whole like before I drown myself, like before I drown in the weight of all this stuff. And then at the end, you have the um, I mean, do you mind if I read the entire nope. lyrics all all like? 10 lines. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so what it's hard to read these lyrics and not read them in the cadence that he says it. You, you can read them, but you, you have to, you have to scream. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't scream. What? No, uh, <laughs> I, it's not out of the wheelhouse. My friends, um, it's what have I seen other than what the bottom looks like stuck somewhere between the gloom and the light. When you're working towards building back those broken boards, you sometimes lose your footing. So I wanted to stop there. That's the line. When you're working towards building back those broken boards, trying to be like, yeah, I'm trying to like get better. And, you know, that's that's where I think it, it wraps the entire thing. And then um, you sometimes lose your footing. You often find yourself putting off everyone while finding comfort in other songs to distract the fact that you're actually disappearing. I have no excuses that I can offer. Just the hope that your forgiveness will hold back the water for what it's worth. I'm sorry. And at the end, I swear I'm trying. And that like that part, the the last two lines of, of that song, I'm just like, I love that song. Amends the last song on, on the record. What? Yeah, I, I feel like this whole album kind of has this like bookend of like I'm trying to get better, and in the middle of it's like I'm such a piece of garbage. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Amends is my favorite song on this record. Yeah, I like um, so Pathfinder is the second um, second song, right? Yep. Yeah, what stood and out to you about that? I they do the instruments again, like. I I fucking love 
the way everything comes together like and just the just the melody that's played on this on this uh on this track like it just i don't know man it has it just has like a i like the the fastness of it yeah well it's and beautiful at the same time you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's that that part i don't know man like like i said before if if I could have just the instruments of this whole album, like I would listen to this shit all the time. Well, all the good fucking news, time. Flubby. I know tons and tons of bands that sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I will just I I often told people I'm like, let me be your musical sommelier. Tell me bands that you like and I will find you cooler bands that sound just like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm ready for the education. Um yeah. This is one definitely one of those road songs. I mean, I rely on exit signs and destination times and this drive that knows me better than I think I know myself. Like there the the road references are everywhere. Um I also like the line in this, I won't play pretend that I'm not growing up, that I'm not giving in. Like I feel like that's um a real SLC punk kind of moment where like at the end of that movie how he's like you can't be punk rock forever. You know, you gotta, you gotta grow up eventually. I know the cat's back. No, I uh, love that. I just, I love that you referenced that movie, man. That's such a great fucking movie. Yeah. I love that movie because I think it's so funny because as kids, like all these kids are like, fuck the government. I'm never growing up. And then the end of that movie's like, you're being childish. Like it's the same as like the ending of a clockwork orange. If you read the book, like he goes back to the milk bar and sees people just like him and is like, they're being childish. Like you have to grow up. You can't live like this. So I like that line that I won't play pretend that I'm not growing up, that I'm not giving in because I feel like for all the old punks out there sitting at your desk job with your tattoos, you feel that one a little bit. Hey man. Uh, you know, I think, I think the, my biggest thing is when I, uh, was a kid and saw people with mohawks i'm like dude that guy is fucking hardcore and then having a mohawk and now i see people with mohawks and i'm like dude that guy spent a half an hour in front of the fucking mirror to look hardcore (laughs) yeah Yeah. the real punks are just the guys who just buzzed their head (laughs) who did not spend a half an hour trying to look punk they're like i don't have any hair what now well not like not not skinheads okay clarify that one buzzed not skinheads fuck those guys um anybody else have any favorites on this one favorites on the album yeah because i figure we've we've just been kind of jumping around so why not just kind of like pull like what were songs that people liked what they like about them kind of thing i really liked face ghost which is the longest song on the album but i feel you know clocking in at a massive two minutes and 21 seconds yeah, it's and a I feel long. like there are like <laughs> five different uh, like riffs that they go through in that song. Like it, the the tone and the pace of the instruments in that song change like five different times in the that two minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, and so it's like it's its own little journey within the song. Uh, I mean, instrumentally, the again the lyrics. And the well, maybe I shouldn't even say the lyrics because, as you pointed out by reading them, the lyrics are fine. It's just listening past the delivery. Um, yeah, but I think that that one is that one's one of my favorites in terms of 
They just do so much in that two minutes. The entire album, none of these songs have the verse, chorus, bridge, like kind of format. You know what I mean? Like they they don't go back to anything they, right. for like the entire thing. And I, I think that's really cool. It's very difficult to do. Well, I should say it's easy to to put in choruses and verses because you're just like uh, this again. But yeah, this thing just kind of flows through the entire time. So though all the songs are short, they all feel like they go the appropriate amount of places in them. Yeah, there's a that's, couple of songs where it sounds like it doesn't even actually change, like like the song itself, like like they it, they they perform like two songs at once, and then yeah, like, you'd be listening to one song and then you look up and the song had changed. You had no yes. idea that it was actually a new song. Like the way they, I don't know if it's like the way they arranged it or if they actually just played both of them in a row and they just happened to cut them right in the middle. You know what I mean? I think generally they just play them like in the studio. They just like flow right into the next one and then you cut it. It's um between. Uppers, downers, and crutch. Yeah, yeah. That's that the one. That's exactly the one I was thinking of when Chuck said that. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even know that those are two different songs until today. <laughs> so there you go. I'm I'm learning too, you guys. Um, I noticed that too, man. Even even the first song to the second song, like you know that there's a change, but like it just everything flows together, man. Like it just it just flows really well. Yeah. It's not abrupt. Yeah, and they're uh, so short that it it is hard to... Because I was just trying to figure out, there's this one really great double bass part in one of these songs, and I'm like, I didn't write down which one it was. And I was just trying to figure out which one it was, and I'm like, god damn it. Like, they all, like, float. Like, it could be any... It could have been, in like, a little interlude in any one of these songs. I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah. But it was pretty sick. Um, We were just talking about Crutch, and Crutch was another one that I pulled in some lyrics from... Yeah. 
the line is, I don't know how to help myself up. Your pressure is bending my crutch. If this thing breaks, it's the end of both of us. So I, that was another one that like hit me a little bit hard as a, as just like being a husband, you know, you're just like, it is true. Like, especially because my wife doesn't work right now. She's just going to school. So like, if I do something stupid, you know, if I, if I mess up, my whole family is going down. So I don't know. That was, that was a line that I didn't expect to be like, Oh, that one hits me harder now than it, than it did before. Um, I like condolences. Oh God, the piano for the first like 40 seconds of that song. Yes. Is so good. is are you the same because i think i mean it's a dark song yeah. um the lyrics it's it's short they're all short if you fantasize about your funeral i understand i've been there before if there's more importance than the music played then who'd attend we are the same with heads to the ground as i'm lowered down there will be a chorus an overwhelming sound so i mean i've been like mad enough I think everybody has, whether, you know, whatever. I think everyone's been like angry at everything enough to really like, man, not, there's a difference between like, I want to kill myself and be like, what if I died? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, because I always think it's important to make that distinction. Not, you know, if you have these, this, this is like a disclaimer I wanted to put on my band's record, but like, this this entire album touches on some real dark stuff as far as emotionally like feeling like you're worthless and i think it's important to say if you do feel this way you know to get help so you don't have to go through that uh by yourself um so what time is it right now 11 time huh 11 30 all right 11 30 this is, this is the moment where Ben decides he doesn't like me anymore. Uh, I wrote... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I had to write this down, though, because this occurred to me as I was listening to it before the show today on condolences. Um, so his lyric, if there's, if there's more importance in the music that's played than who attends, we are the same. And yet he proceeds to kill the fucking song by singing over it. Oh... Dead ass just said that. I'm just kidding, man. Dead astronauts just said that. I was I was listening to it though, like I'm listening to it like because I'm like, God, I fucking love this song. And and like so I'm listening to the lyrics and he says that. And I'm like, man. 
That's kind of an interesting song too, because it's one of the two songs on the album that I hated at the the first time I listened to it, like really? more than any of the other ones. That and Artificial are the uh, two that like bothered me the most at the beginning because he's singing like from standing back away from the mic, and yeah. so it's like it feels like he has to yell even louder, and <laughs> there's yeah, less on, on intonation. Those, like, first three lines, yeah. <sighs> Uh, but artificially, like he stays away the whole time, and the condolences, he like gets back closer to the mic. But also, the piano at the beginning gets me. I'm a sucker for a good piano solo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. Whereas I just artificial never actually grabbed me that way. That's the only one on this that I'll skip on my my playthroughs. Um, on condolences, like I totally just like I don't. I just got like the biggest Westworld vibe. To listening to it with that piano, because like I love, I love the Westworld, like the piano, you know, the 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 piano. Um, God, I can't think of the fucking word, but the redos that they do of the of the uh, famous songs. Would yeah. it be a cover? Of the piano you. covers. Yes, it, it's it's just go. it was not working for me, man. It wasn't gonna happen. It's um, okay. You're just having an off night. You're usually really good with words. uh but yeah it just i don't know man i like i heard this and i'm like is this a cover of something like i feel like this is like these chords sound familiar like it just gave me that westworld like i'm watching westworld and i'm like i know this song what fucking song is this fluffy i'll cover it for you okay i'll I'll sing it all right (laughs) i like it um, let's see. I'm looking through my notes to see if there's any other notable ones. The only other thing was the um, wants needs. the The line you learn the lines you learn a lot about a place when you see it for what it is. It loses its feel of mystery and any hope that it can give me a reason to not just start screaming out loud. So that reminds me of going back to my hometown after like a long time of not being there. So, like, when I go back to Ohio now, I don't have, like, a lot of, like, love, nostalgia for it. It's kind of like I go to to my friends' houses and they're partying and drinking and, and at the shows and stuff. And I'm just like, I do not envy this. This is gross. Like, a lot of the, the stuff that is going on here, I, I'm not a fan of. And it's, I don't know. I, I thought that was a, a cool line. And that's just what it made me think of. Um, I in, so in the song, uh, method act, mm-hmm. you know, there's a part where he's like, uh, was, he says some along the lines of don't ask me why is that what he repeats over and over again? I think it's something like that. Mm, I think don't ask me why is the end of uppers and downers. No, that's you said. Nope. Sorry. No, it's method act. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yep. And, and so he's repeating that, right? And I'm just like, I want to ask him why, right? And like, I'm being all smart alky about it. Like, I'm going to ask him why. And then they break into like such a great, like, like just the the, the way that they change, like the music. Yeah, they just drop that D beat down on it. Oh my God. And you're just like, yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, like that, that was perfect. Like the the way that it just transitions, like. Yeah, I really, I really like that a lot. 
Well, and that transitions the like a cool line. The have you ever wondered why I always drive alone? Same reasons why I never pick up my phone. I have these issues that you can't subscribe because I'm scared to talk to anyone for what they might prescribe. And I I feel that like I've therapy was always something that I was kind of like scared to go to because I was like I don't want somebody to tell me that I am crazy or something like that. You know what I mean? So I it was a something that I was like oh yeah I feel that man. And, and and um, there's definitely something to be said about that transition because the lyric, those lyrics about like that you just read, like have stuck with me every single listen through. Like mm-hmm. I, I always hear them because because the change is so good into into that part of the song. Yeah. So. It's yeah. it's that, that's I mean the album's full of it. I mean even the very last line of the album at at the end is where I'm trying and when he hits trying they start doing the big like bah, bah, like ballady kind of thing and I'm just like mm-hmm. man that's such a good part yeah yeah they wrap it up pretty nice and I think like say what you will about the screaming but lines like that specific one that's the tone that it needs to be like the the lines that I, I that have such a desperation to it that I'm like that sounds right to be like screaming that so now if, if the rest of the album wasn't like that and then he screamed it much more impactful a hundred percent yeah i know i really do think that there's some about that like i think i think if there would have been more variation in what what he was screaming or the way he was delivering things like not that there wasn't variation like I, I, I mean, there was right, but I think if there was, if there was a wider variety of how he approached it, um, I think lines like that would be more impactful, right? Because mm-hmm. you I'm, see that. That's a, a right. I mean, writing music one hundred and one. You know, it's the reason EDM exists. The drop. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's like it's always better to like have these big swings uh, not always but you know it's it's a good trick to use to do a big swing like that um because they do it with the music so well like yes. yeah. the whole album throughout throughout like almost every song they 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 throw it at you and they kind of pull it back and slow it down and and it's just i wish his, his vocals would even if he he does have to sing even if he got into like a like a talking you know you'll hear like yeah bands will do like a little talking or just something where it's he's not <laughs> Um, like uh, that new that you band, Rob. Well, I was thinking uh, while I was listening to this, I was thinking of uh, that song you put on the day one playlist. Uh, was it, Do you think I'm pretty? Oh yeah, he is legend. The that one is like there's there's sections of that song where the guy is screaming, not unlike this album. But there's also a whole bunch of it when it's slower or singing, and uh, I don't know that like yeah. that cadence of going between the two feels a bit more like I don't I don't know I didn't get as much out of the lyrics because I was drowning them out to listen past them a lot of the times, and as you read them tonight, I realized that I missed some of the the meaning of this album. Because I couldn't get past the delivery. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, um, to, especially in the middle of the album, I kind of got lost. It, like, like towards the end, like, the, especially the last song, I was like, okay, like, I kind of got it. 
Um, and I think that might have been my favorite song, the last one. I mean, it was the one where it felt like it was really like, it, like it, they were real. A lot of it was like just screaming for screaming. It felt like, yeah. and like that last song, I actually felt like, oh, this is like actual emotion. Yeah, amends. Um, like there's some real, you know, that's like kind of sad, sad song, but um, mm-hmm. it felt like it was like, oh, this is like really like the dude's being an emotional guy. Um, is that is that partially too because like the song like condolences brings it back in like it changes the yeah like it changes the flow of this of the album and then it cha- also with like how far away he is from the mic like we were saying earlier like yeah it, it's a it's a notable like intermission in the album you know yeah. even though it's not yeah. in the middle but it's a notable like hey something different happens and then like after that song other stuff which is honestly. That's something that I think a lot of bands are missing these days. Uh, I remember being a kid and you were like, oh, I got this new album. There's certain things I can expect on it. They've got a song in 6-8 that sounds like an old, like, doo-woppy kind of, like, ball, like the under-the-sea ball dance. They've got a big ballad song at the end. They got their really fast one. They got the one where they end up screaming. They got their acoustic one. Like, bands i remember as a kid had all these different kinds of songs on their records and then i feel like now that's lost like everything has been refined so much that bands are just like no we have one song that we played 13 different ways yeah i think i kind of i can see that like if you listen to like an old metallica like say what you want about metallica you listen to some of their old albums you listen to like one song and in one song they have like almost like an orchestral arrangement in the middle of it. Well, it slows down and then it's like super fast metal. And then it's like some sort of other like screaming thing or whatever. Um, and it really shifts. They shift it all. Over. It's the same. I don't know. They, they shift it all over the place. I don't know. Kind of like it. Yeah. But, but um, this album was one of the ones that was just like a big influence on my musical career. If you will, I was in a, my uh, best friend growing up he started a band that was kind of like directly influenced by this and is very difficult to play in actually <laughs> when you, when nothing ever repeats, it's really difficult, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I picked it cause it was to me, I was like, the lyrics are like first I picked it cause I was like, first off the music is sick. The lyrics underneath that are the, the next best thing. And then the vocals are at the bottom as far as those three components go. But yeah, it is what it is. Anybody have any parting notes for parting the sea between brightness and me? I think that, um, uh, is it like in the overall like context, of what we do with these podcasts of like taking the time to sit down and listen to an album. Like I never know what to expect. Cause I mean, I've been so pigeonholed with my musical selections for the most of my life, more or less. And, and, and it's really given me an opportunity to try different things. So I think that without, you selected this album, I would have never even taken the journey down this road before. You know what I mean? Like, this is like a new avenue for me altogether as far as like genre and what to expect and like, and, and learning to see like, like what um, these musicians have to offer. You know what I mean? Like, just because it's not my cup of tea, not, it's, just, it's not something that I'm used to hearing or I, I wouldn't have otherwise heard it. So that's cool. That's good for like, it's like perspective like it's cool it's different yeah there's this entire subgenre of music that is super you know little known because most of these bands play in basements for you know three quarters of their career and if they're lucky they end up being able to play like the just like dive bar venues and pack those places 
and that's that's the height of all they're ever going to get to is band like so many bands play way bigger shows than that but it's it's cool there's like it's like punk rock just split off into a billion different subgenres and all of them are playing in my friend's basement yeah um, sorry go ahead okay uh i was gonna say i i would have never listened to this on my own and if i had managed to stumble across it without you being the one who recommended us listening to it for the podcast i probably would have turned it off after about 45 seconds of the first song but one because of the podcast and two because of the uh let's say the the cachet of songs you've picked over the last year plus for our playlist i was like and i know ben knows what i like and where i where i'll get there so i really enjoyed like growing as a listener while i was listening to this like i would have yeah like i said it took me forever to be able to listen to it and today i was able to listen to it almost the whole day straight and i got way more out of it and i feel like should i stumble across something like this again i won't be so intimidated and uh, turned off by it as quickly and give it a shot to listen some more so i don't know well on day one i was like oh god what am i doing but by the time we hit the record button tonight i'm like all right i'm actually pretty okay with it yeah you would i you know i was talking to you i was struggling with which album to pick and when you were like just pick whatever that you like and i was like all right i'm just gonna pick this one and like i had i had been toying around with like four or five different albums and this one was not even on that list and I was just like, you know, this is different than the stuff that I put towards the podcast playlist because I generally try and just be like, what's something that I like that I think these guys will also like? And this time I was like, this is just purely something that I like. Yeah, I, uh, you uh, sent me, what, Embark Embrace by Enemies uh, yeah. to listen to. And when I first started listening to this album, I was like, Oh, why didn't Ben send me that one he had me listen to ahead of time? But uh, I think now, like after listening to this uh, Touche Amore uh, album a whole bunch of times, I definitely got more out of it than if I had listened to Embark Embrace a whole bunch of times. Yeah, you guys almost got, you were so close to getting a like 45 minute all instrumental like mellow math rock album and like <laughs> a bunch of looping and stuff like that you were so close and i was like we're about to talk about the way music makes us feel <laughs> math rock yeah like lots of um weird time signatures like we did i actually was in an ensemble in school that played some of their stuff uh, um and there's one section that was in like 23 or 31 8 something like that like just absurd time signature so we i have a a picture i'm doing the math in my head i'm like what is that like (laughs) it's a bunch of measures of a bunch of different stuff there's a picture on my um teacher's facebook because he was the guy running it where he wrote it the entire rhythm out on the board and like photoshopped a little uh speech bubble he's like see it's not that complicated and it's like the entire like we're in a giant music room and it's like the entire board it was like 15 feet of measure or, or, like, <laughs> single measures. measure 
of not a single measure of measures that were like these this 15 feet of measures equals one phrase it is okay. about 40 seconds long okay. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that was the kind of you guys almost got that one i i'm glad that you did pick this like because I, I would have never listened to it either, but I really like I really, really like a lot of elements of this album. Um like just the the actual music man is it's got a really cool blend and I see the the roots in like uh punk rock, you know, yeah. or, or where that came from and I definitely definitely hear that and I think that's why I like it so much. Um and there's just really good change-ups and and there's a lot of really admirable things that this band did with this album. Yep. I figured, you, <laughs> Fluffy, your opinion on this record is exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah. I was like, he's going to love the music and be like, meh, on the vocals. I, You know, I, um, I don't hate all screaming, you know, but I... I, I I do need it to, I need it, like I said, like that, that, you know, I, and I apologize because I don't have as much, um, knowledge in that genre. Right. But I, I need it to be more like that, that AFI type of style where there's, there's drastic changes in, in the delivery for me to accept the screaming. Right. He wants more emo than screamo. I get you. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> But like the old stuff, not not necessarily the new stuff, because like the newer stuff is just it's a little too girlfriendy, you know. Oh man! So well, there's there's a a bunch of stuff that I put on your guys' playlist that is that's what is considered emo now, and it's not even it's none of that bright eyes Saddle Creek era like garbage. It's it's real cool now, but yeah, it's weird to me that it just keeps the same name because there's what was emo and is emo and was a long time ago. Like it sounds like completely different music. Yeah. 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 So yeah, totally. this is why genres are dumb. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. It's like, it's like when people try and put rap and hip hop in, in genres, right? Yeah. Like rap, hip hop, R and B. R and B. I know is, is more different, but they always throw that in too. Right. Yeah. yeah um, I think the, um, so, I, yeah, I think like I could a couple songs here and there, but I don't think like it's a full album to listen to all the way through. I don't think I can get past the the, the vocals overall, to be honest. That's fine. Um, but I will say I am now currently on a Deathwish uh, Records. Um, you uh, should whole. check out Death Heaven. That band Death is Heaven? sick. Okay. Death Heaven is like um, like if black metal and shoegaze had a baby. Definitely. So it's like really spacey black metal. It's it's crazy. Oh, Fluffy, okay. you would absolutely hate it. Like, <laughs> I might check it out. The, the, Are you just looking at this? this screaming was bad. Oh god, <laughs> that one is like I I tuned that out when I listened to it. <laughs> I mean, Death Heaven is fans on this label. Really Holy crap. So it's, I have it right. Deathwish Incorporated or Deathwish Inc. Is that the was that the uh, label? It, it's the only label called Deathwish. Yep, Deathwish. Okay, Inc. okay, cool. So I do have a jaded history with death metal because I uh, I worked at like the club that I worked at was basically that this place that 
you would play at if you weren't going to play a stadium. Yeah. In Minneapolis, right? So you got a lot of a lot of big metal bands. <laughs> but then I'm also in Minnesota. And so there's like a big metal death metal scene here too. And so like we would get that, but then we also would have battles of the bands all the time. Mm-hmm. And for and for a few years cuz I worked there for like 7 years. For a few years the local <laughs> metal, the local metal uh um station did battle the bands or they would bring in local bands so like i would go to work some nights and i would listen to like death metal for six hours but like bad death metal oh yeah like i've been at those bad, shows. you know but like when that gets pounded into you for years like at first you're like i love drug i love the double bass drum like i love double kick right i'm like fuck yeah double kick like like that's great but then after a few years of it, you're like, God, I just fucking hate all of you. And I hope that you all get stabbed on the way to your car tonight. So we used to count the, the pinch harmonics that they would do and have winners. We'd have categories. Sometimes we do how many times, how many breakdowns were in the song, you know, just, you got to make a game out of it. It's right. the way. Well, well, my buddy and I would do, um, cause during that time we were, we were barbacks, so we weren't bartenders. Uh, so we would just go go and hide in the liquor room, which was behind one of the bars, and uh, we'd smoke cigarettes and uh, other things, and uh, we would try and freestyle over the death metal. Mm. <laughs> that was that was our game was was try and freestyle over whatever type of music was being played and horrible at the club that night. Wow, that sounds almost exactly like how I expect hell to be for me. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Fluffy freestyling over death metal. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> for all the bad things I've done in my life, that's what I deserve. <laughs> you know, you make fun of me as much as you want, but I did it for fucking like 15 years, man. So at that point in my life, I was pretty well practiced and uh I could hold my own. I, I could hold my own. Word. Hey, um you guys want to talk about video games instead of music? <laughs> Sure. I want to hear the Stepping Stone album, Escape from the Junkyard. <laughs> Dude, you should see the cover. It's like off chain. I like it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm on their website, man. Hold on. While we're talking about covers, I looked at the album cover when we got this album. I had no idea what to expect. You know, it has like a French name and it's like a nice, like beautiful, like watercolor landscape or whatever, you know, kind of symmetrical. It's like, okay. I thought it was going to be like some sort of like, I don't know. I, not not what we got. That's definitely for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, because me and my lady, we share, an, uh, we share an iTunes account. So like anytime I download an album, it shows up on her feed or whatever, vice versa. So like, she put it on. She said, what the hell was that thing you downloaded? I don't know. I thought it was going to buy it. I looked at the album cover. And I thought it was something I downloaded. So I put it on in the car. <laughs> so she was in the car with the kiddo and put it on. And they were both like offended. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and these guys did a really cool split with a band called Self-Defense Family. And normally, you know, a split, you got three songs from one band, three songs from another. They do... Um, it's it's only two songs, but it's both bands at the same time. So they're like eight person bands, like two drum kits, two bass players, four guitar players, two singers, and they're like it's really cool how they how they do it. That's that's the album I should have picked. Two songs. 
<laughs> which which stepping stone album are we looking at? I thought Escape from the Junkyard. From the Junkyard. Okay, we oh, can yeah. pre-order it. It's not even out yet. Oh my god! <laughs> that Dude, fucking album artwork from that. Holy shit! Like Fantasy oh, wait, Factory I'll on an album it. cover. It's, it's it's sick, dude. Isn't it's it? sold out. Let's see if it's on. Um, this is a visual bit for all of you. It's so it, it looks like. Oh, it's like a single. I think <laughs> it's a um, demon dog with. Uh, oh, that's different than what. Okay. So we are looking at two different albums because this is the album that I am looking at right now. Cool. Oh, no. And I will put that in yours too, Ben. Uh, test press. That is the test press bundle. So I totally... Oh. <laughs> I was like, that wait, pretty, what the fuck cool. is going on here? <laughs> I mean, it's not as cool as the other one. You can see no, that. not at all as cool as the one that you put in chat. Yeah, there's like yeah. Ghost Riders and like a what appears to be maybe... A, an 1985 Buick. 1985 Buick. Okay, see, see, see I, I was waiting for something there. else to do it. Uh, surrounded by, yeah, uh, motorcycle riding, uh, uh, glowing, green glowing motorcycle riding uh, ghosts, uh, Grim Reapers. One wielding and, an axe, one wielding a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. And above them is a is a neon pink and red uh, werewolf man, skull yeah. with glowing eyes. And in the distance is the is the um, neon city. It's got a very um, Far Cry Blood Dragon vibe. Yes, exactly. And, dude, and the stepping stone, like the actual like word stepping stone, like it's like all it's graffiti. Just a fucking weird ass font color scheme that they went with, man. Yeah. Like if you if you just change the color of this font, it could be on a reggae album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like anyway, like if it wasn't like metallic looking, like if it wasn't supposed to look like chrome and instead you just made it like rasta colors, like it could totally just be on on the next fucking uh slightly stupid album. You know, I'm listening to the song. It's dope. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, the vocals suck. They're they're let's, all uh, they're all hate Brady. Let's talk about uh, video games. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's only uh, it's only twelve p.m. God's time. All right. <laughs> well, we'll we'll make it not as long. You can. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I watched the Bungie live stream before before we got on today. Who else? Uh, Rob, you said you watched it. Yep, I watched it. A- anyone else watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, cool. Uh, so fucking, um, we'll just start off by saying bravo to Bungie. The first eight minutes and 43 seconds, and I think I got that time right, uh, they dedicated to George Floyd and and just had fucking nothing. Just the timer counting down, like, to put awareness out there for that. And that was, that was dope. Like, that was fucking amazing to see. Like I was not expecting it. I watched a I watched the recording of it, so I didn't see it live. I just pulled it up on YouTube, but that was cool, man. That was really fucking cool. Well done. Yeah. People were losing their mind in chat. Uh, I was watching uh, Lupo's stream, and he had uh, 
pop in there and apologize for interrupting, but to tell people that they uh, they sat through an hour and 40 minutes of watching a spaceship crash on Saturday. They can shut the fuck up for eight minutes and 43, 46 seconds. <laughs> I was like, good on you, Lupo. Yeah, man. Well, and like, I think it puts into awareness, like, how long that fucking time frame is. Because, like, you can. This is crazy, you, you can throw eight minutes and 43 seconds out there and dismiss it, but when you sit there for eight minutes and 43 seconds and actually, like, realize how long that is, like. It's, it's almost half of Ben's album, dude. Yeah. I mean, seriously, sit there and count to 60. It's a long time. Yeah. Now, that's just one minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, uh, I thought they, that was well done, and then they jumped into the hype train. Yeah, so uh, Beyond Light is they started off with that. That's dropping September twenty second. So that's the new expansion. Um, the stranger comes back. Yeah, we're going to Europa. Everything Wait, is new there. Europa? Isn't it Europa? What is no, it? Europa. Europa, right? Yeah. My, you got it. You got it the third time. It just sort of uh it was it sounded weird the first couple times you said it. Oh. Uh, we're happy. We're gonna face Aramis. Is it Aramis or Artemis? It's Aramis, it's, right? Yeah. I think sure. uh, I don't have it in the name in front of me, but I, I, I think that's what it is. I, I, whatever. I don't think it's Artemis. I think it was no, Aramis. Yeah. Aramis, right? Yeah. Uh, Falling Guardian, new boss. So Guardian boss? That's cool. Or subclass? It's like a, yeah, it's like yeah. a dark, like a dark guardian, like not using the light, but using the darkness. Yeah. All which right. is called, which they're calling stasis. All love. Yeah. They're calling it stasis. So yeah, new so arc, uh, solar void and stasis. Yeah, yep. so solar arc void and stasis. Okay. So new new subclass, new powers, new abilities. So new melees, new new fucking nades, new guns new that are stasis guns. To wipe the floor with everyone else. <laughs> a, a new way for us hunters to be annoying as fucking crucible. I'm sure. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So excited for that. New way for hunters to be the first class to get nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna wield the darkness, man. So that's cool. It's cool. Like people have been talking about a fucking darkness like subclass since D one, man. It's better than so, the poison subclass so, idea. Yeah, it, it looked like yeah. it was like a ice theme shit. I don't know if you guys saw yeah. the clips, but yeah. it looked like very ice sub zero esque stasis powers. Stasis is an interesting name. Yeah, I know, cause, cause like I, I, I saw eyes and they called it stasis. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it makes sense, right? Two new subclasses, new supers, and it'll be multiple supers, right? Is that are they going to do the same thing where they have like three paths and are they keeping the the same structure with the um? I mean, they probably didn't talk about it, but the with the three different like subpaths for. They you know, talked be about it a little bit because they said that. Uh, the design space was going to have to change a little bit uh, and so I got the impression that they were, might be reworking the existing trees as well yeah that'd be interesting okay so yeah so the whole idea is they're 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 redoing and reinvesting in D2 right so they 
they give this little preview of what's coming in September, and then they they say, oh, by the way, 2021 is the Witch Queen, and 2022 is Lightfall. So they not only say this is coming in September, but they say, and we got three more years planned. Well, two more after that. Well, yeah, sorry. Yearly yearly big expansions, that's the idea. Yep. Okay. So then, so so they drop that, right? But then they come, come back in, and they said, all right, so these are the three releases. We don't want to create a Destiny 3. We don't want to just put another number on on a box. We want to continue to evolve Destiny 2. So basically what we wanted with Destiny 1. So they're going to stick with the engine. Keep yep. Going. All right. Yep. That's cool. Um, which is fucking dope. And they, they, even, they even called it out. They're like, we don't want... We don't want to do what we made everyone do going from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 where you just fucking lose everything and start over again. Which, lessons learned, that. man. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, I thought it was really dope that Luke Smith was like, hey, uh, <laughs> just, you're we just lose all your stuff slowly over time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but he, he was like, dude, he straight up said, uh, the season model thing, how you progress in the seasons, yeah, we messed that up. Blame me. Right. Like, like fucking, like, dude's just like, yep, season models, no, they don't work. My fault. My bad. We're going to we're gonna fix that. When they say season mod, are they talking about, like, the content in seasons or, the like, the... I think the whole $10 every three months for... And, like, just, like, drip, like, dripping stuff out, like, every week, there's, like, new, like, that model is that what they're i think so i think so okay because yeah. i couldn't i can't i couldn't deal with like it really right. turned me off at all i mean this i whole couldn't last go keep up was, i don't know yeah like this last yeah, one with the war mine shit i literally I, I didn't complete the quest where it said do a war or do a, uh, a warfare bounty i was like no no thank you like i'm not yeah. gonna do that I'm not going to do that weapon thing. I'm, I'm not willing to put forward that kind yeah. of effort. And in, in all honesty, like, how much did I, was it worth my $10? Like, how much did I actually, like, I mean, the gear on the bottom track of the season pass, I guess, is, like, what made it worth the $10, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, money aside, I just, it was, like, both too slow and, like, it was, like, too little and, like, too often. I don't know. It just, I had a hard time keeping up. And then when I fell off, I tried to get back in. I'm, like unbelievably confused as to what yeah. to do and there's yeah. like a, there's no linearity to anything it was like I, I so i i just was like all right i'm not gonna play it again until something until it becomes like accessible i guess if that makes yeah. sense i mean um, with, with me and destiny i play on the yearly big expansions and i'll play for like three months and then i don't play for the rest of the year because i'm yeah. just I, I don't like the seasons I, I get enough out of that once a year playing it but if they're if they're gonna change up the seasons, I'm I'm interested. You know, new light or what is it? not new light? What's it called? Uh, Beyond light. Beyond, Beyond light. light yeah. Yeah. Beyond light sounds super cool. Like I'm well, definitely and, excited yeah. for September. And and here's the thing, man. I totally I totally agree with both of you. Like, I I played I played a lot of Destiny this this year, right? I've played all the seasons. I played so much less PVE this year than any other year that I've played Destiny. And I think it was because of the way things were released. Like, I just I just played a fuckload of PvP. I'd, I'd raid with these guys. But, like, literally, like, just didn't get pulled in. And I think, 
I I now like tonight realize that I think that's the way that it was delivered. Yeah, yeah. For people who aren't into PvP, it was kind of hard to keep going. Okay, th- think about this. Like, let's say they got rid of power mattering and iron banner and trials. How much would you have played? I mean, like, well, okay. So if you didn't need to have power, you know, like, I haven't played an iron banner game in a year. Like, even when I was playing, I never played it because it was like I don't want to go in and get my ass beat for not really that great a loot, and like it was just didn't make any sense. And trials when they were like, oh, it's light matters. I'm like, well, I'm not going to level up, so why would I bother even trying to come back? So, I mean, would I play any? Yeah, I'd probably play a game at least, right? I'd try and get some weapons, but... In fact, Iron Banner used to be my favorite thing because it was the time everybody would come out and get together. It was like a social thing more than it was like Mm -hmm. a thing, you know? No, that was... I mean, maybe that's gone. You know, like things change, right? People change. The way we play games change, but... I think in in D1, Iron Banner had that like, hey, are you behind in leveling? Play Iron Banner. You'll get up there real fast. And yeah. they well, kind of dropped that with D2, and I was just like, ah. I mean, the last, they had that one Iron Banner where the pinnacle bounties were broken, so you could just, like, keep getting them, and that was tight, but other than that. Yeah. I mean, way back when, it was the only, like, when I first started playing, the only way to get to max level was raiding a lot, or Iron Banner. That was the only yeah. other option. And so I used to, that's how I got to, like, 32, whenever 32 was a light level. Um. But, Back and that was just and you just had one dark level. below and then i mean you would get kind of beat up because you're a little under level but it wasn't that big a deal it didn't seem like back then if you're like 29 or 30 whatever yeah i think it also um, worked better back then because like in order to get to those high levels you had to be a pve guy so i think the big thing with destiny one that drew me in was it seemed like the more pve you play the better you will be at pvp like you'll get better yeah. weapons you'll be higher level for iron banner you'll get like just cooler stuff that you can go into PvP and use. Yeah. And I think they kind of lost that. Yeah. That and they have too many currencies. I'll say it again. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Get rid of they should be not allowed to have more than three currencies in a, in, in in their game. Uh, honestly. I don't care uh, what you gotta do, but okay. Well, while you go grab your Worthers <laughs> and yell at a cloud, uh That's I'll make uh, I'll make dinner reservations for you at Denny's at four o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, do they still I'll, have I'll, Denny's? I'll take it. I'll eat, I'll eat at Denny's. I'll the get a cracker barrel. No, dude, Denny's. They have the they have all the food pictures on the menu, so you can go there drunk and you can order things. Oh, bro, Denny's grilled cheese, dude. Oh, it's real good. Oh, who goes to a restaurant and gets grilled cheese? Unless it's like drunk Chuck's people? grilled. Unless it's Chuck's grilled cheese truck, you should never go to a restaurant and order grilled cheese. It's like this man just this this man just uh, slighted you. Fuck, I'm man! I'm That's like ordering saying, cereal man. at a restaurant. Okay, yeah, really good, yeah. Or instant oatmeal. Ordering instant oatmeal. I haven't eaten at a Denny's since I was like eight. So that's a big deal. I'm so fond of that grilled cheese. Shut but, up, yeah. you motherfucker! I like grilled cheese. <laughs> I should have ate one this afternoon. Grilled cheese is dope. Slap some you, bacon like if it. you were to if you were to go to Denny's and bring your grilled cheese with you, you made it home, that would be acceptable. <laughs> I, would, I would just pull it out. That, that would be perfectly Put some fine. fucking tin foil so it's still <laughs> yeah. warm. You guys ever eat food from a different restaurant inside uh, a different restaurant? Yeah, they made um, me leave. I've had, <laughs> uh, 
I think people with kids can relate. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm here to eat at your restaurant, but also don't mind that my daughter is eating a McDonald's hamburger. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, we've, I, we've done that. I think that where we were, the restaurants, like it wasn't necessarily a restaurant, but like it had to have been in college a few times where there, there are places right next to each other. And people want to go different places, but then eat together. So you go get your food and then you try and all meet in one place and eat. And they're like, no, you can't, you can't bring that shit in here. Like, why? Come on. Whatever. I hate to detract from the restaurant talk, but I have to know what vault of glass year four means. Okay. It's coming back. So we're again, like, didn't we do it again in D2? Yeah, D1? I know. I know, man. So they're, but they're reworking around? it. Now there's, now there's champions. Champion. <laughs> now there's champions. Champion Praetorians. Okay. Yeah, I love Volta Glass. That they I do, they are targeting me too, with that. I, mean, I I loved it too, but I mean, well, they're also even after they, another new raid, so it's not like it's only going to be Volta Glass. I, I, no, I get it. I'm just saying, it's like even when they brought it back in D1, that was good for what, like maybe a weekend or two worth of entertainment. Like, how many times did you like honestly run Volta Glass again? Until yeah, you have to I ran it with the Dad Tales guys a few times, but would you guys be all right if one of these yearly updates was we? We pulled all of Destiny 1 into Destiny 2. So here's the thing that they're doing about that. They're going to... So they, they made a comment like, Hey, the we have so many things in Destiny 2 right now that it's getting hard to patch and maintain everything. So they're literally going to just start pulling things back that are being used less and putting them in a vault. So they're not deleting them. But they're going to basically pull the content away and say, we're going to set this aside for a while. But do they have the vault then, space for that? Because <laughs> I know and I then, don't. And then they're going <laughs> to... But they're going to start bringing shit back from D1. <laughs> so they're going to start, like, reworking wow. D1 stuff and bringing it back. Which So... Luke Smith hopped in with Lupo after the stream, and that was one of the questions Lupo asked him. And uh, the uh, the thing he said was they're never bringing back like the the campaign from D one. That stuff's they're not going to. They already it. did. Yeah. So they already brought back the first level. Yeah, but they're not bringing back the whole story. So that's like the stuff they're going to bring back are like strikes or PvP maps or raids, stuff like that. Pocket Infinity. I want Pocket Infinity back, and I want Twilight Garrison back. I want Twilight Garrison back. You know, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I would go back to Titan for a while if we get that. Yeah. As long as it had double dodge. None of this fucking cooldown between dodges bullshit. No, you gotta be able to be a dick with it. You gotta zigzag. It was all about the zigzag punch, man. That was my move back in the day. Oh, uh, but it... it in fairness, though, that would give Titans the double dodge. That would give Warlocks the double dodge. And you got to bring back Bones of AO for the Hunter. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with Hunters not getting anything in life. Uh, okay, <laughs> so... Uh, but that'd be cool, right? Like, they, they're they going to pull shit back. Good. Like, then we don't play the same shit all the time. They add they add stuff from D1. They add new stuff. Sepix cool. Prime coming it. back into the Strike yeah. playlist. Like, That's if we cool. don't have to fucking restart and have a Destiny 3 and reinvest all this time and we don't lose shit like that, all right. You're still losing shit. There's still sunsetting armor and weapons and all that, so 
There is that, I, but it's not everything. I'm fine with right? like areas going away or like even if they like take away like raids and stuff like that, they pull them back and say it's not going to be available. I think that's fine. Yeah. For the, for the game, you know, like you don't need so, like because nobody plays most of those raids anyway, you know, so and they don't do anything. Um, they are. So the new new systems are coming out PS5 and the next Xbox, whatever the fuck it's called. Wait, they are. Um, and so, and so, um, one thing that they're doing it that's cool is all your content comes with you. So if you have a PS4, you paid for all the shit, you get a PS5, everything that you've paid for is going to be playable on the PS5. Also, 60 frames per second, 4K. Yes, 60 frames per second, 4K, and you can still play with people in the same family. So all PSN players can play together. All all Xbox Live players can play together. PC players can still play with PC players, you know, because we're the master race. Yeah, so, so uh, you said 4K60, and I was like, mm, uh, when are you going to get to something that uh, is new? Oh, wait, console. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with my clickies and clickies. But, still, uh, but can you change your field of view? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So they're actually reducing it to forty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the sixty frames per second on. Uh, so that makes a difference in gameplay. In I think um, I think sixty is very good. Like I like I, we I mean, make jokes, but dude, sixty is way better than thirty. Yeah. I play too. on I play on um the PC with a controller with sixty, and it's the gameplay is di- like it's not just the um. Like the game plays differently at yes. sixty frames. Yes, I, 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 I think more sixty is more yes. like hit, bullet hits per frame. That whole garbage. Yeah, it just feels yes. if things feel more precise and all that kind of stuff. So, if you want to hear uh, more about it, go back to the episode where so, this game came out on PC, and I'm sure. <laughs> so the, the long story short, if you're on an old Xbox One, you're going to get destroyed in in, uh, in trials. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> but here's I get the thing. destroyed on trials. Any system. Mm. So that's this year. So this year that's going to happen. Next year crossplay. Yeah. Oh, next well, year. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, well when does the actual uh new Xbox and PS5 drop? November. It's that's assumed November. Are they going to do crossplay with between PlayStation and Xbox? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, and PC, it's all going to be yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. So they say, said might, that might bring me back because I finally will get to play with a bunch of boneheads that I never got to play with. Yeah, I they said this. Finally, they said this year the focus is on crossplay between the families. So this year the focus is PSN plays together, Xbox all plays together, PC still plays together. Next year, so twenty twenty one, the focus is crossplay between everyone. Nice. Hey Nips. Do you got a space on your raid team for somebody who's better at raids than Fluffy? No, you can. Well, we're getting rid of Nessie. He's first one in. Yeah. He's last one in, first one out. <laughs> hey! Vote him off the island. Uh, the problem is Nessie's really good. So if you want to get clears, you probably want to vote somebody else off. But uh, if you want to have He's fun. He's talking about me. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody who only likes playing PvP and will never shut up about the PvPness. Somebody who uh, played. PC PvP on Thursday with Hippo, you know. Did I? Yeah. It's in the notes, man. Come on. Hey, I put that there because that was the only time I played video games this week. Except for the raid on Friday night when we finally beat Chronosaro. Oh, yeah. We did the thing and I got trapped in his helmet. 
Yeah. You guys beat the cow raid? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was, uh, Bryce wanted to quit a number of times and we kept bullying him to stick around. God, like five or like, six times. For like, a, for like an hour, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was ready to quit, dude. And we, we just kept pressuring him. I say we, everyone, I, I was not one of those people. No, uh, it was Nessie mostly, but Chuck and I did our part. It was yeah. like, it's like, okay, let, let, I, I never initiated it, but I definitely chimed in. Like, oh man, we're close. You know what I mean? <laughs> we were though. Like we figured out that, that tractor cannon strat and, yep. and all of a sudden the tables had turned. There we discovered tractor cannon. You're welcome, Destiny Universe. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew about this, but there's this gun called tractor cannon and you can use it to help uh, burn down bosses. I knew this. There's this gun called Tractor Cannon, and it was the PvP beast. Okay, so I want to I want to just put this out there. We went from <clears throat> we went from very borderline one third damage per round to I believe Chuck brought it up, right, Chuck? Like, yeah, like close to two thirds, dude. Like, it, it yeah. Went. No, was it you? Was yeah. it you, Rob? I thought Chuck said it. I told Hippo to put on Tractor Cannon because that's what we did back in the Swarm of the Raven day. Okay, um, and then we went from from basically from barely one third on a good damage phase to at least sixty percent on the first damage phase, just by switching one fucking weapon. Yeah, we're not the greatest PVEers in the world, but we have it fun. definitely it definitely made Bryce stay on though. Was the fact that that changed? Also, I think he cracked another beer. Hmm. I was totally sober. Me too. That seems like a mistake, but it worked out for us that night. It did. It did. That was, that was fun. It was. It was a good time. And I played. I played hippo. I played with hippo on uh, on PC. We were gonna play Modern Warfare, but it took too long for him to download it. These are bitches. Yeah. And then I was planning to play Modern Warfare this weekend, but shit just went all fucked up with life. So I didn't get to play anymore. Yeah, I just blame Bloodborne. That's it. Born to bleed. That game looks so hard. It, it does. Bloodborne is um, <clears throat> Nips. You would love Bloodborne because it is scratching that Mass Effect itch like real hard. As far as the idea of like you're playing through and you're like, I got to do a whole different build because I want to try some other stuff. Like 100, I need to try these other weapons and these other tactics. There's so much stuff that I'm missing out on. So, and you can get like different endings and stuff with it. So scratch your little Witcher vibe, but that game is like obnoxiously hard until you get through the first two bosses and then fairly like it's, it's manageable for sure until you get to the end and uh, the DLC is like, are you a man? And that's, that's when the game actually gets hard. And I thought about quitting a couple times, but I'm like four bosses from the end of the game. Damn. Yeah, it's oh my god, the game is so much fun. So it's a weird. PS4 exclusive, right? Yeah. Um, apparently, her her little news for you guys: there are rumors that there's a PS5 remaster coming, and that alongside that will be a PC port. Interesting. So, oh, that'd be cool. yeah, I would love to to get it on PC just so I could hack the game and respec. Because it is super annoying to me that I'm like, 
I don't know, 30, 40 hours into this game and I'm like, I hate my build. I, I just want to respec. I don't want to have to play the entire game again. But I digress. Oh, that reminds me. I did not put this in notes. Uh, in the in the patch notes that I was reading through today, uh, they redid uh, shit with controllers. So you can yeah. remap your buttons. Like, to an extreme extent where, like, double presses can be hold for, like, you can set the time of like how long you hold and it'll read as a double press, triple press. Like, yeah, you can, they took controller customization to an extreme level. And that's, that's fucking awesome. Like you can literally have, have double click for the same button, do multiple different things depending on how long you hold it. Yeah. That's awesome. And this kind not, maybe not that extreme, but at least the remapping of buttons needs to be a like, hardware like base interface thing on xbox and ps5 like this we've gone long enough let me remap any button i want it's it would do a wonder for you know um accessibility i almost wonder if this brings things like zim and stuff like that too like those those plug in a mouse and keyboard on xbox options more more of an option yeah. Because you, you can actually map keys now, you know? Can't, can't you remap buttons on Xbox, though? Or not? Uh, not to that level. Yeah, really with the Elite Controller, there, there's a customization, but you can't, like, not like as far as, like, buttonholes and double presses and shit like that. Yeah, that's... On, yeah, yeah. on the Elite, can you change, like... Elite, though. You want, like, oh, I want A to be B now. Can yeah. you do that? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Do that. yeah. yeah that and you can mess do. with your, like, thumbsticks, like the... The um the responsiveness of the thumbsticks. Yeah. Same thing with your yeah. triggers too. Yeah. yeah so the triggers. Something that Maddie taught me with Destiny is Destiny is an on-off game. So this is coming from a video game QA tester. Uh, but basically, um, you don't need to pull a hundred percent on a game like Destiny because you, as soon as you pull the trigger, like the bullet fires, right? You don't. It's not like a racing game where you need like to feather. Yeah. The throttle. Mm-hmm. So you should actually set your elite controller at one percent, and then put put the trigger stop on it. So as soon as you pull one percent of your trigger, you ADS, or as soon as you pull one percent of your other trigger, you shoot. And that way, like you only have to like feather your throttle to ADS and shoot. Saves you, saves you a couple frames. Those frames could save your life. They could. Anybody okay. else playing stuff these this week? Yeah, I got a cool game it, for um. This is more for like if you're playing with your kids, I guess. But uh, yeah. Minecraft Dungeons is super. Oh, fun. I haven't tried it yet. Couch co-op with it's like Diablo, but like really simple. And um, um it gets what were you playing hard, it on? But, uh, we played on the Xbox, I think. Yeah, just on the Xbox. Two, two controllers. Just two controllers. Yeah, like um, it's not split screen. You're like you're lo- you're in the same like you're in the same um. You like you share a screen, so like if you go running off one side, you can only go so far. And um, is it is it not not tied to actual Minecraft at all? Like is it, it is a new game that you buy? Mine. It's yeah, just like a it's Diablo. It's just it looks like Minecraft, but it's just like a dungeon crawler type game. It's all I've heard some people complain that the creepers don't explode in that game. Uh, and no, they do. But you can kill them pretty quickly. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, not the explode. That they don't deform the uh, earth when they explode. Oh no, they don't. There's, yeah, there's no mo- there's no digging or anything. It's just like yeah. a straight 
Um, it looks like a Minecraft. It's all blocky or whatever, but um, it's Minecraft in name alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's super fun, and it's Is like it? it's not that complicated. It's pretty easy. I mean, it's not complicated to teach kids. There's like there's only one currency, for example, um, <laughs> or two currencies, I think. But uh, no, you just, it's just like a loot. Like you just run through dungeons and collect loot and like kill bosses and stuff. It gets kind of tricky at times. It can be a little hard um, if you're under leveled or whatever. But um, but yeah, it's and it's like twenty bucks. I think too. It's pretty cheap. Is it is it's it only, on Switch or is it only Xbox? They might have it on Switch. I'm not sure. Uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass. That's where I was playing it. So, but uh, um. But yeah, it's pretty. Fun. There's like four or five dungeons, I think, right now. So it's not like a huge game, but it's super fun to play with kids. That's what I would say, in a co-op game. And I also played another game, which is great, but not so much for kids. Uh, Man Eater. Oh yeah, which is for you play as a shark. That game is surprisingly fun. It looks kind of dumb, but it's I heard, actually I heard pretty the, fun. The um, heard the RPG mechanics are like surprisingly deep. Yeah, there's a fair amount of customization as you evolve your shark. And it's kind of forgiving, so you can, like, re... Like, once you level stuff up, you can kind of swap things around with different fins and teeth, stuff like that. Uh, uh, and the game loop's simple, but, you know, it's you're just out eating stuff. The, the cool thing is the uh, there's an underwater and, like, an over... Like, a f- kiting on the surface kind of environment. So it's almost like two environments. and It's, actually, it's, it's surprisingly good. Um in- so just to uh, to tag on to your Minecraft Dungeons, uh, it is available for Switch. Okay, twenty bucks. But for twenty nine dollars, Cliff, yeah. you can get a hero cape, two player skins, and a chicken pet. Yeah, chicken oh. pet. Plus, chicken pet's plus, well worth the money, dude. Plus two DLCs, and I think just for the chicken pet, <clears throat> I that's, that's where you get your money. I'm about to spend twenty dollars on a video game. Command and Conquer Remastered. Ah, okay. Interesting. I like it. I was watching some gameplay of it today, and it looks like how you remember Command and Conquer. They did not make it look like, ooh, this is modern. But I I really want to play it. I miss a good old RTS. The, what is it, the GDI versus Nod. I spent a fair amount of time playing Command and Conquer. An unhealthy amount, I assume. Nips, if you download this game, it'll run on a potato, by the way. <laughs> but it's only PC. But I, I want listeners, Nips, anybody, I want to play you in Command and Conquer. So let's do it. <laughs> Hit me up on Origin, Dad Bod Malone. <laughs> that reminds me, I found in my basement when I was cleaning stuff out. Um, my Windows 95 CD-ROM for um, uh, StarCraft. Oh. And I was like, I wonder if I could load this on a PC now. I didn't try it yet, but... No, you could you could get it from good old games, and yeah. they usually like work it so you can play it, but... It's funny, I found, I found the case, I'm like, I can't believe I actually have this still. But, you might actually be able to play it, in all honesty. Or even like download some like hacked version that'll sure. run on Windows 10 and use your CD key. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's a good point. I'm sure you can find some kind of, yeah. That might work. I don't know. We'll see. I was just surprised I found it. Just wait for Blizzard to remaster StarCraft, and it'll be terrible, like Warcraft, but it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) The game won't work anymore. Yeah. They'll take out all the fun. They'll just take Zerg out, 
just or Protoss because that's obviously the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> video games. What did I Anything else? Video games, boys. Wolves. Talk. You get to play any video games this week? I played a little bit of Destiny um, last night, just a little bit, um, because. <laughs> Because Lana played on my account <laughs> and did some quest shit <laughs> for me. So there wasn't a whole lot I had to do to finish a couple of quests. That was cool. But yeah, I actually like, uh, took a little bit of time and did that. You know what's funny? It's like I don't really play a whole lot, but sometimes I'll just do the whole thing where like, I'll just hop on and just, I don't know, I, I explored the moon and did some of those things. I actually had never done that yet. <laughs> I never took a day and just fucked around on the moon for a whole night, you know? So I did that. And that was pretty funny. Because you know it's been it. almost because yeah because the new content is gonna drop in like three months and I'm, <laughs> I'm like three months shy of a year away and this is that shit came out and I'm just now barely scratching the surface <laughs> but yeah so uh, yeah that's about it though nice um hey a new podcast released this week oh yeah yeah our our good buddy Jay. And Agent H and Laz and uh, I forget all the other people Uh-oh. that heard it. There's six people. Uh um, Living. Ian. Uh, Ian. Zan's on it. Um Brian. I think uh Smith's Jack right. Jack McBrayer is uh <laughs> there. Uh, oh, Jeff too, don't forget about Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Chad. Um, I just like that Jay decided he was going to get rid of he's like man everyone gave me shit about how many podcast hosts we went through on anti-meta so we're just going to pick the number that we had and start with that <laughs> Um, no it's cool man so they're, it's called Real Geniuses uh, they released episode one this week they did Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, the theme is going to be that they're watching old movies so it's old guys watching old movies <laughs> Dude, it's like the story of my life. Yeah. Right? Hey, it's like, you oh, remember you. this? The podcast. <laughs> you know? Dude, I watched fucking Robin Hood Men in Tights last week, man. That shit is still good. Uh, is it funny? Uh, I used to love that movie. Oh, I can totally man. watch that again. Achoo. Achoo. Son of a sneeze. <laughs> Dude, Dave, he was like 18 years old in that movie, too. Or something like that. Which is amazing. He's so good. Uh, who, Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle, yeah. Oh. I'm on the left bank. I'm on the right bank. (laughs) (laughs) I I Uh, love all those movies. And it hit the who's the guy? The guy Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Oh my god! Like Blazing Saddles is one of my favorite movies of all time. (laughs) I mean, dude, Spaceballs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This this man over here doing Mel Brooks 101 Spaceballs, dude. (laughs) Please. It was funny. I, I had this conversation <laughs> with my chick. She was saying that like how she loves uh, Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles, Man in Tight. She loves all those movies, but she can't stand the Naked Gun movies. I'm like, really? Huh. It's like the same like, thing. I know that, and like she can't stand that or the That's Hot weird. Shots. I'm like, it's fucking Hot Shots. It's, it's Naked Gun. I don't understand if you can like this genre of movies by Mel Brooks. But the other ones are just stupid. I'm like, it's the same fucking brand of humor. It's dumb. <laughs> what about Police Academy? Yeah. Uh, I like police yeah, academy, but really? uh, you can't you can't watch with your kids. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a bad. It's not a kids. Yeah, it's a lot of inappropriate. It's like watching Nerds or Revenge of the Nerds. You can't watch that with mm. your kids either. Yeah. Hotel Essex. Yeah, whatever happened to that genre of comedy where just they just had just random fucking boobies and comedy movies because it was like funny, you know? Like it was just nudity for the sake of it being nudity because it was. They a made porkies and, and they decided that maybe we went too far. You know, Chuck, I've say, never American thought about Austin. that. Yeah. I've never thought about that until tonight, but I'm with you. And I think that we need more comedies with boobies. Not another teen movie. Uh, that's that's around the era it died. Because yeah. didn't yeah. that movie just have like some girl that was topless? Is that like a character? They're just like, oh, then one of the characters is just some girl who just walks around topless in the background of all the shots. No, no, yeah, that was like a thing. That's like a thing, though. Like early '90s, late '80s, it was a comedy. They would just be like, just a random like group of girls like running by, like naked or whatever. Like, ah, <laughs> like boobs, yeah. Well, you always got like, like a nice part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's just part of it. It was just part of a comedy. And part of the movie in like, the beginning, you're like, I wonder whose boobs I'm going to get to see in this movie. And I was like, <laughs> like, I think her, but we'll see. I think her. Uh, it truly was a golden age of cinema. So yeah. really. I just, I really want to give respect to Real Geniuses podcast. <laughs> Guys, Real, Gen- Real Geniuses, please, more booby movies. <laughs> and, uh, and next week they are coming out with a boobies movie. Yeah, it was are, there, be, uh, are there boobies in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <clears throat> it's going to no. be, uh, I think they're no. going to do uh, Back to School Rodney Dangerfield. I think that's their next selection. Oh Ladybugs. Ladybugs is actually Ladybugs. what they're doing. You were close though. Uh, I will Wait, say they're actually watching ladybugs. No, no, they are okay. not. I will say so. though that like listening to them talk about Ferris Bueller's day off, I did learn some things and, uh, some, some conspiracies that I had never come across before with the movie. So it was, it was, it was pretty fucking entertaining or to theories? listen to. Uh, maybe like, both. dude. <laughs> The show has been going on for almost two hours. I'm quite a few beers in. I know. We're just going to let it slide. Do the electric slide. I don't know. I was trying to make a music music uh, transition. <laughs> did not work. Speaking, nope. of, speaking of music transitions, how about that playlist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. It's funny because uh, now I kind of want to talk about just Ferris Bueller's Day Off the movie for a while. <laughs> well, make sure that you go to listen to Real Geniuses. Real Geniuses yeah. account, you <laughs> you and at them because I don't need to be talking to any Bobby Ferris Bueller. Hey, I, I will <laughs> say though. Like, you know, every week, every week, you just like discuss the movie that they discussed on the podcast. Like, <laughs> the Real like, Geniuses <laughs> wrap up. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> the, the, the Ferris Bueller's Daily Off. So like every week you have like a two minute segment where you talk about that same movie, but like <laughs> way less intelligently, dude. <laughs> I like this idea, Chuck. You know that part like where they put the car in reverse? That shit was weird. <laughs> All right. Next week, tune in for Ladybugs. <laughs> How are these idiots going to graduate from high school and they thought that that was going to work? Um, I will say, though, like, dude, Agent H is a good friend of the show. I'm glad that, that Jay picked him because he's good people. He's an entertaining person to listen to. So I should be good. Off, though. Excited for episode two. Who I can will- fuck off? Laz. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I think it's funny that they're going to have more episodes of this show than Gamerscore Radio by the end of July. Yeah. And with fewer interns. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was really hoping with their intern thing that I was going to start an I am Spartacus kind of thing, and it was just me. There was oh one day where that happened. I've been, I fucking love that you put this link in uh, the DMs for me. That's amazing. Yeah, I, well, I don't trust you to type this in. Yeah. So what no, song I, are you picking, Ben? The song that I picked this week. Um, actually, I challenge uh, I challenge you guys all to listen to this because this is completely um, the opposite, not even close to what we just listened to. But it's called Black Qualls by Thundercat, Steve Lacey, and Steve Arrington. But if you don't know Thundercat, Thundercat is a bassist, and he is fucking crazy good. I mean, his name is Thundercat. He better be fucking good. He's really good. It's a cool song. It's like, it's, it's got a, um, it's like a neo-funk kind of thing. Which I am intrigued. By the way, I hate putting neo in front of stuff, but I couldn't think of what else to say. It's a stupid genre thing. Like, oh, you wrote music that sounds like music that came out a long time ago? It's neo that. You're not allowed to actually write. All right. I'm going to go next. Um, since Ben is on the show, Ben, I'm going to I'm gonna put this on you so you get to choose which of these songs I pick. I'm not going to tell you the song. I'm going to tell you the artist. Okay. But seeing as how you know punk music, The Deviates, uh, Anti-Flag, Bad Religion, or Bouncing Souls? Man, you picked four punk bands that I don't listen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The Deviants have the best name out of that. All right. I mean, I, We're know gonna I, do... I know the other three, but I like the Deviants the best out of the names. The Deviants coming down with me. It's a good song. Fluffy, how do you say that you listen to punk rock, but you don't like screaming stuff? Do you ever listen to The Exploited or GBH or Casualties or like any of that stuff? Um, So, as Admiral Nips will tell you, I am a delicate flower. Fake gamer, fake punk rock guy. I tell you that. (laughs) Oh, dude, did they not have this shit? Oh, Fluffy has to forfeit his pick because it's not on Spotify. Fill it in with a dead astronaut song. Oh, no, no, wait. Oh, God damn it. They don't have it. Guys, I'm really considering making a Dead Astronauts t-shirt for the podcast, but... I would buy that. What to do? I would, I would, I would, I would put that on our store. Like, seriously. All right, I'll draw one up then. I'll, I'll... I drew both the, the failed astronaut shirts, so I'll draw I'll draw one up that slightly makes fun of your podcast. I'm really sad that they don't have the song. Well, All right, yeah, you got to pick one of the other ones then. Uh, man, I do not like Bad Religion. Uh, Bouncing Souls. All right, uh, Bouncing Souls. We have. True believer. We we talked about singers that don't do a lot of different intonation earlier, and uh, Bad Religion's one of them for me. Where I'm like, I can't stand to hear that guy sing. Really? Yeah. All 
All right. Uh, who would like to go next? I believe Chuck threw a song in the dis- in the uh, Discord. Yeah. So Chuck, what do you got I, for I, us? I linked it. I don't know. I don't fuck with Spotify, so I hope I did it right. It's uh, Caliucci's "After the Storm," featuring Tyler the Creator and Bootsy Collins. But the Pete Rock remix. It has to be the Pete Rock remix. Yep, got the it. Orig- the original is okay, but the Pete Rock remix is exquisite. I fucks with Pete Rock. He's probably my favorite. Yeah, I, he's he's in the in the grace of beat makers, I would say. Yep. Him, Dilla, I mean, Flying Lotus, but that's that's more of my personal preference. Oh yeah, now P Rock's probably my favorite producer. I mean, I don't know if he's like, I don't know, like a lot of people wouldn't call him the quote unquote best, but he's he makes, my personal favorite. He makes awesome beats. He's been doing it forever, and he's always been dope. And uh, DJ Premier too. That's yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Like like Primo's Primo's up there. He's like if it's not P Rock, it's Primo. And then like, like you always hear Pete Rock, Primo, Dilla. There's a bunch, but yeah, P Rock's probably my favorite. Um, Admiral Nips, I just want want to let you know that I am a horrible podcast co-host. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I had the song spelt wrong, and uh, I found it via Google search. It sounds like you had spelt spelt wrong. He did, but... S-P-E-L-T. Okay, so... I'm very proud of you for... I found it. Finding it was your a, song it was you were putting on the playlist. Yes, yes. Cliff, what do you got uh, for us? Okay. Uh, who wants to go next? Next, Cliff or Amiga. Rob? Yeah, go for it, Cliff. Um, all right. Uh, I really, really, really want to put Stepping Stone on, but I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm look. I did a little more research. <laughs> they're uh, they're from Saskatchewan. Fucking how metal is that? Um, but I'm I'm a little worried. Like I don't know that they may not. Yeah, be, you uh, should listen to the songs before you put them on. Yeah, like, like I, I, that's I, all I ask. Like, just just like know the song that you're putting on before you put it on. I got. I did listen. To, I actually saw the the video. is kind of awesome. I, I like. I mean, it's it's super cheesy, but I like it anyway. But I'm okay, like to put so it on just to I'm be clear, you saw the video um, while we were recording. Possible it could be uh, problematic. <laughs> uh, yeah, those, those guys look. <laughs> it's got a. It's I, they. I'm. I'm totally judging a book by its cover but they look like the kind of guys who might have problematic music skinhead skinhead looking for a fight yeah it could be uh yeah (laughs) but i'm sure they're perfectly fine but i should probably do a little more research than what i've done before i uh you add them next permanently put them on this playlist actually next time i'm just gonna pick their whole album for our band thing but um (laughs) no all right so i'm gonna go um uh i'm gonna i don't know i'm just kind of thinking i don't know what i'm gonna do all right how about uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds? Um, uh, Nobody's Baby Now, which is a slow song, but I like it. Um, I'd send you the link, but I don't know how to do that, so you're on your own. Nobody's Baby Now? Yeah. Nope. yeah. Nobody's Baby Now. Um, that's an Everyone old song. Baby, I like that. Now Nobody's Baby. Nick Cave's cool. I like him. He also makes good movies. Or he made a good movie, maybe. I don't know if he had more than one. Oh, Nick Cave. Yeah, Nick Cave. Not Nick Cage. Not the bees. Is there a Nick Cage album? 
I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Me and you're on the same track. Dude, I don't see this song. Uh, Do you know what album it's on? Oh, it's on the Let Love An album, which is like their big. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage is a jazz musician. I'll, say, I'll, I'll uh, put it in the thing. I can find it. You can uh, go ahead, um, Rob, if you want. Uh, sure. I got it. Nobody's baby now. Got yeah. It. Okay. Oh my God! Not the Nips. Did you already know about Nicholas's Cage? No. Nicholas Cage's music. I did. Somebody say not the bees. Yeah, that was from Wicker Man. These are songs, man. Uh, are, before I ask you what song you're gonna pick, does it have anything to do with Facebook? Uh, I was thinking about going with the Facebook recommendation that uh, you got tagged it. in this week. Uh, uh, my brother was just randomly posting memories from Facebook, and one of our friends had posted some Macho Man lyrics eight years ago <gasps> to the day, and Bryce thought it'd be fun to uh, tag Fluffy in that. Um, so I, I thought long and hard, and I didn't want to let people down, but... Since today was the big destiny reveal, I'm gonna go with the darkness. I believe in a thing called love. Bro, can I plug? Can I do a self plug here? Yes, you can. Uh, there's a music video on my YouTube channel. <clears throat> it is the footage from Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, that movie, with Joe Pesci, and I cut it to I believe in a thing called love. So hop on over there if you want to see. It was an old joke from college where we were like, you literally can cut any video to I believe in a thing called love and it works. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about this. What is your YouTube? Um, you have to just search Debt Ben Malone on YouTube. I don't have a fancy URL, I don't think. Let's see yeah, if I do. We were trying to get them that URL for Barely a Destiny show and I don't ever think that we succeeded in that. No. You know, uh, that's just the way it is. But things will never be the same. Well, we are two hours into so day I, two, boys. I, I have one more thing. I just I had forgotten about it. This relates to our a little bit of our initial album, though. It's kind of making fun of it. But um, are you familiar with the H? The um, uh, what is this? Oh, John Benjamin. You know the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his his album, his jazz album, his yeah, jazz album. I yeah, where jazz. I should have learned how to yeah. play piano. He doesn't know how to play piano, and he hired a bunch of like super famous, amazing jazz musicians to play behind him that didn't know he didn't know how to play, and he just messed around in front of it. That's it just his, sounds like, like jazz to me. Oh, it's yeah, so it's good. it's ridiculous. But um, it was when I was listening to the <laughs> to the, the the album we reviewed today, I was thinking like because the band is so like the band is phenomenal, like the music's phenomenal, um, and just all the changes that they really do a great job, and the the singing was like bothering me and i'm like i bet you it's like the h john benjamin where the band's behind him singing like jesus christ shut up i'm trying to anyway <laughs> so <I> was... <laughs> and he just like hired a bunch of people to uh to um to back him up or something anyway there so. is a real very real possibility that that album is on my list of things to suggest someday <laughs> <laughs> um i will say that if i i, I no we'll take a poll a poll. If this band had a better singer, would they be very successful? Who? Touche? Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> that genre of music is not one that you can become very successful in. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that's holding them back. Yeah, I was I mean, like, I, I, you know, Fluffy, have you heard of a band called The Wonder Years? I mean, I watched The Wonder Years. See, that's the biggest, like the absolute biggest band in that entire scene, and you haven't even heard of them. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just no. <laughs> I would have liked the album more with a different singer, but I don't know if it would have translated yeah. to more success. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was just I was it made me think of that H. John Benjamin album where he um just hired a bunch of guys to back him up, and he and apparently they all were really annoyed. Everyone else in the album. So, yeah, yeah, that was a funny. Like, it's on YouTube. They have like a little making of. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. So, I'm drinking a Wicked Weed Brewing Watermelon Dragon Fruit Fruit Burst Session Sour. Wow, that sounds like something I would try. It's very good. <laughs> I would try it as well. It sounds fantastic. It's uh, fruity. It tastes like a soda. Um, I will say I have my two beers for the summer. Uh, the Surly Grapefruit is an amazing beer and then that fantasy factory raspberry have you had that rob i haven't had it but i've seen it on the shelves now so i'm thinking about picking it up is it seasonal shit it's a raspberry ipa and it is fucking amazing like i I do want to support my good friends at carbon four so yeah we're we're most likely picking up like two or three more uh packs of that tomorrow at my household Cause like I started drinking it and I'm like, holy shit, this and the Surly are my two beers this summer. Like hands down, they are amazing. And, uh, the missus who does not like sours took a sip of mine and she, dude, she fucking broke into that case this week. Like it was gone in no time. And I'm like, but you don't like sours. Why are you drinking my wonderful beer? Cause sours are the underdog. They're so good. Yes. Beers, anyone? Hmm? Uh, I'm good. I haven't been drinking anything. Yeah. I've been. I went out. Well, I've been drinking normal stuff, but nothing special. Went out to the local brewery uh, on Saturday and sat on their outdoor, basically their parking lot. They just put about six tables out in their parking lot and blocked off the parking lot and said, "Here's where people can sit. Uh, you have to order on your phone. We'll bring it out to your table." And uh, it was fantastic, except for it was super hot and sunny, and I'm pasty white, and then I was lobster red. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lobster. Is that is that the da, one da, da, like two da, blocks da, da, down da, da, from da, da, your da. house? What's that? That's yeah, the, the one, one two I blocks. Yeah, yeah. The one where B- Ben got harassed by a bumblebee. Yeah, I don't I don't mess with them bumble cocksuckers. <laughs> that's around the that that's actually where Steve and I got catcalled. <laughs> By other men? (laughs) 60-year-old women. They were older women. Oh, (laughs) nice. Not not like not like 60. They were like they were like late 30s, early 40s. Like they might have looked good in Revenge of the Nerds back in the day. Dude, I mean like, you know, in the in the right scenario, I would have been fine with it. Older women. Late 30s? Excuse me. I, I mean, I'm late 30s, so I'm saying like 
like they were our age or slightly older. Okay. <laughs> so isn't that just women? <laughs> <laughs> it is. But Rob said 60, so I had to like make it realistic. <laughs> Steve is, oh no, Steve's the same age as me, isn't he? I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, I don't so know you either. Got by your peers. Yeah. Fluffy's 38. No, Steve is not 38. He's like mid 30s. 35. Oh, really? I thought he was like closer to my age. No, you old. Yeah, you old. Yeah. I have six days till I turn uh, 38. I know. I know, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding on to 37 for as long as I can. I'm over the 30 hill. Halfway to dead. At some point, you just got to stop counting, dude. <laughs> I mean, I think it doesn't really you, matter. I've already hit the point where you're like, you're like 89. Okay, yeah, 31. Hey, uh, the moment so, teenagers look at you with disgust, that yeah, just stop counting your age. <laughs> yeah. Or they just look I'm, right through you, like either of those two. I get made fun of at the skate park by teenagers because I'm not good at riding my bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, um, dudes, I got, uh, I got my Cliff and Chuck coffee mug in the mail this week. I saw. I was super happy about that. (laughs) Looked very uh, nice. I I wish it was like, I wish it was like a super extra large size coffee mug. It's like a regular a nor- size like a, like a nor- mug. Like a normal size coffee mug that we yeah. would actually use. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a regular. No, no. The cup is a regular size coffee mug. The problem but, is. But not I've been to dr- us, as I'm saying. Yeah. I've been drinking out of like a 30 ounce fucking Starbucks coffee mug for the past year. <laughs> so I very much like the artwork on it. But I'm like. This is I a need, desk like, ornament. I need to make coffee like three more times a day now. It's a desperation. It, it was funny because I took it out and I was like, took some pictures of it, and then the missus was like, "Oh, I really like it." And I looked at her and I go, "This is hand wash only." <laughs> 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 There's like three things in our house that are hand wash only. I'm like, "This is hand wash only." <laughs> this and my beer mugs that go in the freezer, my Fantasy Factory pint glass that I got with Admiral Nips. Yep. Well done. Yeah. All right, we should wrap this up so that we don't keep Ben up till one, as I had made a joke about it earlier. Four minutes. I'm on the East Coast too, guys. <laughs> yeah, but you don't count. <laughs> what time like, do you yeah. work tomorrow? <laughs> Cliff has to walk downstairs. I mean, I work, I'm, I'm looking at where I work. I'm at work right working. now. So. Okay. But I don't have to work tomorrow. I gotta you be guys, I'm on vacation. I Tomorrow's my last day, and then I'm on vacation Thursday and Friday. Woo! You're going so fishing. You can get your t-shirts at... Uh... Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, so, guys, um, I have some designs that I worked on. I need to tweak some stuff and do some other things. They were almost finished, but this life like was a fucking bitch this week, and a bunch of shit happened, and I didn't have it in me to keep drawing. I hope to get back to it next week. Uh, but everything that we sell this month, uh, we are donating, uh, Rob and I are both matching whatever we donate. Um, it's going to help rebuild Lake street from all the riots and the businesses and the people that need money and help. So it's going to a good cause. Um, 
So if you like anything that we have out there, um, know that what you purchase is going to a good cause. And I can say, you know, I I have tanks and, and hoodies and T-shirts and coffee mugs and stickers from from the store that we have. And I've been very pleased with everything. So um, if you're you looking to a, help, that's an option. And you can get a Bryce of tea eating a hot dog T-shirt. Doesn't yeah, yeah, that. you can get a Bryce of tea eating a hot dog. It's supposed to be a brat. I know, it's supposed to be a brat. I, I fucked up. The missus said brat. I drew a hot dog. Uh, and wrote hot dog. But. It's all right. It is what it is. I have, I have, I, dude, I came up with a really good idea today. I don't, I didn't have it in me to draw it, but I got all the reference material and I'm very, very excited for what I'm going to start next week. So there will be something coming. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, the, uh, the raid team will approve. That's the only thing I'll say. Um, and that's, and Ben, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me and listening to my screamies. I, uh, I appreciate you changing I, it up. If you uh, ever have me back, I promise I'll pick something that you guys will. No. If if you argue about the the vocals <clears throat> not being good, then you'll be like, it'll be obviously better. We'll just say that. <laughs> no, uh, but 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 I like the, I like what you brought to the table, man. Because yeah, it's it's good to have that variety. But I will bring you something that you've never heard before, and also that you will enjoy. Or if you don't enjoy it, then you know that's it won't be as uh, easy to not enjoy it. You'll have to really search for the hate. <laughs> All right, challenge accepted. <laughs> it will be Delta sleep. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, hey, tell us about your show. Uh, Barely ADS. We stream Monday nights on twitch.tv slash barely ADS. We are a video game news show where we uh, talk about all the games that have come out that came out a long time ago that we're still playing. And then we talk about what's going on in the world of games. So that way you, the listener, are an informed gamer and you can shut people down when they try and tell you stories that are not true. Because you'll say barely ADS told me they know the truth. they gave me the scoops that i could have gotten four or five days ago if i listened to bigger shows um yeah and then we got a bunch of patreon podcasts if you want to hear us talk about stuff that isn't video game news such as my show which is the only one i'll plug called bads rad dads where me and my buddy aaron um we sit down and talk about skateboarding and bikes and punk rock music and what it's like to be into that and being a dad at the same time. It's fucking cool. Do yeah. misfits stickers ever come up? I do F the misfits. Although <laughs> <laughs> But the stickers are fucking cool. <laughs> uh, I did see a tattoo that I really want to get now. It was um remember Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Yes. Yes. It was Brack Flag. Yes. And it's just the black flag logo, but instead of the black bars, it's Brack's face behind it. And I was like, oh, I really <laughs> want to get that to just like, uh, just a little jab at all the guys that have black flag tattoos. I like it. Yep. So if you like that kind of stuff, check it out. And if you don't want to pay for it, it'll just come out like a month later and you can listen to us outdated talk about that stuff. 
Yeah. Awesome. Anyone else? Cool. Uh, I have nothing going on. <laughs> I've been inside for three months. I don't know. <laughs> um, Thank you all for listening to uh, episode one of uh, Distinguished Potatoes podcast. Mm-hmm. Barely a distinguished potato. D- distinguished potatoes podcast. Come on, man. I'm the drunk one, and you yeah. fuck that up. Barely a potato podcast. Yeah. Don't forget, next week we'll be reviewing the review of uh, <laughs> Ladybugs. It was yeah. uh, episode one. You know, first one after 150. Got to rebrand to something. Oh yeah, that. Oh okay, okay. So now who's the drunk that. one who fucked it up? Shut up. I appreciate that. Bravo, bravo <laughs> for the 151 rebrand. Episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> you guys just are doing prequel podcasts. Oh, shit, yeah. dude. I'm yeah. going to start doing that. We're going to talk about uh, Halo Re- my new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pre- pre-Destiny Bungie podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. GG's boys. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs>